This is me trying to wake up. I know that was like, that was what I was doing. I was like, <laughs> okay, cracked my back. I like stepped out of bed and put clothes on and came down here. <laughs> I, when I messaged you, um, getting on here soon, I was still laying on the couch and I was like, oh, I texted her. I should probably get up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Kevin. Okay, Kevin. All right. All right. How did I know? Hello. It's episode 103. I am Amanda. That is Christina. She's jamming out right now while while I'm uh, entertaining the masses. And this is I'm sorry with the podcast. Oh, is that crab hands? Are you <laughs> crab hands? At first I thought it was like, come here. But then, then you turned and it. There were also thumbs that were pinching. So I was like, oh, oh, crab hands. All right. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? Good. I had the, all of a sudden when you started, all of a sudden in my head, I got, I don't cook. I don't clean. Let me tell you, I got this ring. <laughs> started like, telling me drip down the side of me. <laughs> I started doing, uh, um, like, I was just dancing. Is that, is that how you dance to that? <laughs> just like crab hands and like shimmy. I never, I've never done crab hands before. I don't know where that came from. Acting like you have castanets. Yeah, but I usually <laughs> am in the car, so it's usually just like while I'm driving, just bopping to just, it. Just, just bopping. <laughs> God, you're fucking white. <laughs> usually I'm in the car and I'm just bopping to it. <laughs> Listen, I've never claimed to be anything other than extremely <laughs> white. <laughs> What do you do, you know? <laughs> uh, it's, hey, what's up? I'm what's here. Up? You're, Amanda well, already yeah. greeted you. Welcome. Yeah, well, she has to greet herself. Greet herself? Oh my gosh, what's happening Hi, Christina. Right Hi, Christina. How are I you today? <laughs> I'm doing good. I, I do that sort of stuff at work all the time. I'll, like, hand a kid something for lunch, and I'll be like, thanks, Miss Amanda. <laughs> under my breath they go thanks miss amanda <laughs> instead of telling them to say it i just say it for them in a different voice <laughs> they're like Ugh. is it weird that i do that to my parents i do that to chris too <laughs> i do that to my parents i'll hand them something they'll be like thanks chrissy <laughs> like, no problem dad i'm glad to help <laughs> or when you're when you're leaving <laughs> when you're leaving uh like your parents else like when I go I'm like bye I love you and if they don't say back I'm like love you too Amanda you're the best <laughs> you guys <laughs> I was just like oh my gosh love you too <laughs> so you know I think we're slightly insane <laughs> maybe uh how was your week um very uneventful all I did was work <laughs> and sleep like literally my uh time clock when I punched out on Saturday read 59 hours and I was like oh oh damn cool and then I walked out and left wow yeah my I uh this week I actually worked the full 40 hours at the hourly job which is dude you're you're like literally just full-time there (laughs) yep I know I'm I've uh you know I don't have uh I don't have benefits and um 
I'm marked as a, a sub part-time, um, but the last like month and a half, I have been full-time every single day, all week. I feel like you need to say, if this is how it's going to continue, I need benefits again. Well, and they can't just do that though. So I have to figure out how to do that because they would have to change my status to full-time, which means I would have to be working at least the 30 hours a week. And then I would have to um, call the uh, employee helpline in order to be like, does that make me eligible or do I have to wait until open enrollment again because I'm considered a employee still as a sub or Mm -hmm. does that mean that I can get it since I'm getting changed into a different stat? It's there's things we've talked about it because it's just I have not had that in my mind I've just been trying I'm in survival mode at this point because between the because I drive probably almost eight hours a week Mm -hmm. because it's a couple hours each way almost but it's fine I've been actually getting decent paychecks now and so that helps it's just weird around there so it's not like it's a purposeful thing on anybody's anybody's uh, side now that we talked about that way more in depth than anybody wants to hear, because this is during the actual recording. Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's about fine. it's about our lives, guys. Yeah. It's about our so- lives. <laughs> Sorry, you really want to know everything? Like <laughs> we live in a chaotic world right now. <laughs> That's what I was telling. Simulation. I was telling my mom, I was just like, I feel like we're in limbo because our house is sold, but we're not moving. And we keep looking at houses, but we're not actually going to buy any houses right now because we have to wait for like the money to go through from our sale of our house so that we have the money to put on a down payment. So I was just like, right. feel like we're just in limbo and I don't like it. Like, I almost want to be like, let's move. So not because I, I miss you, but because then I feel like we're not in limbo anymore. Right. Like, like things it. are actually happening. Bitch, that is my life. For the last, like, four years, I've either been, like, moving or almost going to be moving. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) Don't fucking like it. But, all right, should we, uh, should we tell our stories since our lives are uneventful? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty pretty much, yeah. Tell me. I mean, my story's not super eventful this week either. (laughs) So, that's how I'm living. Go forth. I'm not even going to tell you a name. Okay. I'm just going to crack right into it. All right, let's do this. Okay, so Tina Herman, 32, Stephanie Sprang, 41, and Herman's two children, Cody Maynard, 11, and Sarah Maynard, 13, were reported missing on November 11th of 2010 from their home. Okay. Okay. In Knox County, uh, south of Mansfield in Colorado. Their family dog also mysteriously disappeared. Okay. Mm-hmm. So community members like came out by the hundreds, basically searching day and night for these people and they couldn't, they had no clues. There was nothing as to, they had no connections. There was no shady shit. I mean, her ex-husband was looked at, but he was like, and I think in a different state, like there was nothing, Mm. absolutely nothing saying, Hey, what the fuck happened to these people? Okay. So police had little to go on, no suspects. That is until they caught a man named Matthew Hoffman. Matthew Hoffman. And he was walking around the Maynard property, or the Herman property, Tina's house, with what appeared to be tools to set it on fire. Oh, not great. So they started looking into Hoffman, and 
he was convicted in 2001 of arson, burglary, assault, and motor vehicle theft in Route County. He was released okay. from Colorado prison and paroled to Ohio. Oh, no, wait. This happened in Ohio. That's why. Never mind. Oh, shit, son. Yeah. <laughs> Not Colorado. <laughs> in Ohio. Um, and he completed his Colorado term. And then in August of 2000, in August of 2000, Hoffman at 20 set fire to a townhome in Steamboat Springs to cover up a burglary and auto theft. Um, no one was killed, but the fire spread to two adjoining units, causing about $2 million in damage. He was wow. found guilty and sentenced to an eight-year term. Uh, and then he was hired by Scott Barnes, who was a plumbing contractor, uh, described him as a quiet young man. He didn't know. Um, he was a follower, did not have a strong personality. And for a 20-year-old, that's unusual, especially to an employer who hires a lot of kids. Right. Uh, he worked for Barnes for about three months and then just stopped showing up for work a week or two before he had burned down this building. Okay. So na- neighbors later described his behavior as erratic and strange. According to one of them, he would kill squirrels and eat them. Others say he also used to trap <laughs> small animals in his yard, set small fires on the lawn, and sit in his trees. You know, sometimes I just like to sit in my trees. <laughs> <laughs> like a croissant. Like a croissant. I'm just going to sit in this tree like a croissant. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, investigating authorities eventually classified Hoffman as, a, Hoffman as a suspect of the Herman home invasion and abductions. So they raided his home on November 14th, and he was asleep on the couch when they raided him. The- raided the house when they raided him <laughs> they, raided, they plundered his his butthole <laughs> jesus christ okay so this is where shit gets real weird in the house it was full of leaves like uh, from, like wait from, like from trees from trees just leaves okay um like and by full, I mean, like, there was a three-foot pile in his living room. Like, a big-ass pile of leaves in his living room. Are you sure you haven't done this one? I'm positive. That pile so, of... I'm like, I feel like I know this story real good, but I probably heard it somewhere, too. You heard it on another podcast, because I remember hearing it, and then I rediscovered it, and I was like, I have to tell this. Uh, <laughs> the pile of leaves, though, was just the beginning. Uh, the detective also found a three... Found three floor-to-ceiling rows of garbage bags full of leaves just stacked up in his house and they were hanging from the living room wall they also found a bathroom completely insulated by more than 110 bags of leaves attached to the walls okay and the bags covered the mirror they even surrounded the toilet oh so he had a little nest for his poo poos <laughs> yes little poo poo <laughs> nest <laughs> so the police escorted hoffman out of the house and they continued their search and in the basement they found bound and gagged 13-year-old Sarah in a bed made of leaves. leaves. I knew it. For four days straight, he had kept Sarah tied to that bed and had raped her repeatedly. Oh, no. I know. So, according to the detectives, they... Sorry, hold on. The freezer in the kitchen held two unskinned squirrels and red popsicles, and that was it to eat. <laughs> He's like a seven-year-old with a BB gun. 
just popping the squirrels off. I'm going to go have a popsicle now. <laughs> or he's eating a popsicle while he pops the squirrels with the bean gun. He's got the red ring around his mouth and on his tongue. Sup? <laughs> What's popping? <laughs> okay. Um, also in the house, the walls and door jams were covered with what the detectives described as doodles. Doodles. The kind a teenage girl would perhaps scratch on a notebook cover. A giant peace sign on the door, stars on the wall, random names written in marker. And the leaf-filled bathroom had black doodles scrawled on the white tub, including a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, interesting choice. <laughs> Records show that before... <laughs> Is this good for the feng shui? Or... <laughs> <laughs> that jack-o'-lantern really sets off the, the, the emotion here. emoting in this room. <laughs> Uh, so Hoffman Hoffman's life was also a mess he had no job was collecting unemployment his car was being repossessed and his girlfriend had told police that he had choked her on October 24th and she and her young son had moved out then so before that you were living (laughs) he had a girlfriend he had a girlfriend and here I am single (laughs) I don't have leaves scattered through my house what the fuck and his girlfriend was living with him. So this in, had, in the leaf house. Did this happen like unless I guess after she moved out? Maybe. Maybe but, he had like a little bit of a break and he was just like So between all October, the fucking leaves. Between October twenty fourth and November tenth. Oh yeah, no. I mean that's, not, that's, that's like, a lot of leaves. That's for, a lot of a leaf like two weeks. Leafs. Leaves. Leaves. <laughs> Leafus. Leafus. <laughs> so the search continued for other missing family members because they did, still didn't know where they were. Uh-huh. However, on the eighth day of the search, and after, um, it, there was some conflicting. So some people said it, they were found by searchers. Other people said, other articles said that he agreed to tell them what happened. Okay. And I think that's because he wrote out a conf- like a long-ass rambling confession. So I think he told them, and then they went and found him. Were there doodles on his confession? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. He seems like a bit of a doodler. <laughs> You're such a doodler. <laughs> um, so they discovered the bodies of Tina Herman, Stephanie Sprang, and Cody Maynard in a hollowed out tree like a fucking squirrel hides his nuts. Well, he does have nuts. Is nuts? Was nuts. Is all of the above. Um, in the Coasting Wildlife Preserve in rural Knox County, along with the family pet's dismembered remains... Mm. they all had multiple stab wounds to the chest and back and they were all dismembered so holy shit body parts shoved into this tree dude okay so now i just had this vision of this guy like with a wheelbarrow of body parts it was like dressed as a squirrel with a red ring of like popsicle around his mouth wearing a squirrel onesie I wasn't. I was not imagining that. I was. But just now you are. A, I was imagining now a you man. Are. But now you are. <laughs> pick it up like the leg. We'll say mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. Just putting it in this hollow. That's so fucking creepy. I don't like that. Hmm. So, in a, in the confession he made to police only after they promised not to seek the death penalty for his crimes, Hoffman told he randomly targeted targeted the house. Uh, where Tina Herman lived with her two children and spent the night in a sleeping bag in the woods across the street. So he was just Gross. hanging out in a tree watching. Uh, about 9 a.m. on November 9th, he slipped into the house through an open garage door after watching Mrs. Her- uh, Tina drive 
off in her car. Okay. He said there was a certain amount of excitement in being in someone else's home without them being there. It was, he was looking for anything of value that could be carried out easily. Okay. But Hoffman claims he was surprised when Herman returned home. After hiding in a bedroom, he confronted her with a knife he had bought for a certain amount of intimidation. And he said he hit her a couple of times in the head, but this would not knock her out. It was not doing the job. So he started to panic and that's when he started to stab. At that point, uh, Stephanie, the neighbor, sprang, walked into the house and screamed. Uh, He said, I have no idea when she got there, what she was doing there and how she gained access. The other woman yelled at me. There was two now two to deal with and I did not know what to do. So he said he stabbed Herman through her back twice, then chased and stabbed Sprang in the chest. He then chased the neighbor into another room and stabbed her several times in the chest. He said, at this time, I was in total state of shock. I wandered around the house slowly, coming to the realization of what I had done and how bad it was. And during this time, I killed the dog because it wouldn't stop barking. That's because you had a knife and it just killed its owner, you fuck. Dude, I just... Why? Uh, While he was dismembering the woman's bodies for disposal, Sarah and Cody came home from school. No! Yeah. He said, I confronted the children and the girl instantly ran to the bedroom. So he stabbed the boy in the chest a couple of times, but claimed he could not bring himself to kill Sarah. So instead he abducted her and raped her. Oh, you know, fuck, fuck you. So... Hoffman's written confession that the triple murder was a burglary gone bad is really contested. They, I think a lot of the investigators actually believe he'd been like stalking Sarah and staying in the, like watching them from across the street. Right. Because it was so targeted at her and everybody else was just kind of collateral because also because they found receipts in Hoffman's home to show he bought a pair of sure grip gloves, most likely the same gloves he left bloodied in the bathroom sink at the Herman's home at uh, a local Lowell's Lowe's on November 4th. He bought duct tape and another pair of gloves on November 8th. He had ordered the knife online and took it to the house with him, even though he said he was just going there to rob the place. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a kidnapping kit to me, homie. Right. So the detectives actually believe that Hoffman likely knew he couldn't stay in his home forever with what he'd done and already convicted arsonists that he thought maybe the leaves were possibly an accelerant that he was going to light the house on fire with her in it. Oh, I mean, I could see that where it's like something dry that's going to light up real fast. However, a forensic psychologist said that Hoffman's obsession with leaves and trees were indications of like a severe mental illness and delusion. They said that if trees gave him comfort at all and were familiar at all, that he would explain why he would put the bodies in a tree and why he would gather leaves. And he was also a tree cutter, by the way. That was his profession. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, Psychologists called the obsession with leaves bizarre and unique from other convicted murderers. Uh, It certainly suggests that he is likely to be mentally ill uh, compared to other killers who show up in the news like serial killers or psychopaths. But they said that it could explain why he appeared to stockpile leaves. So they don't know if he's necessarily a psychopath or if he just has mental. But to me, it sounds like he's building up to become a serial killer. Right. The arson and the burglaries and like the petty crime and like. Well, and just the the disregard for human life and then like dismembering the bodies like yeah. that is very it's more like a, it's like he's a disorganized killer like he's not yeah. he's like erratic um like gene 
you know, but Gein was also very mentally unstable. Well, I'm like, and Gein also, I think, only killed like twice, technically, that's yeah. been proven. Anyway. So the funny thing, though, is Hoffman was, he was an unemployed tree cutter, but there were only like two trees near his house. So where'd he get all the fucking leaves from? <laughs> he brought them in. I mean, it's like the same question as it is in Egypt. Where'd they get all that rock from? Right. Because it's not here. (laughs) So would he just go out at night and gather leaves? Like, that's fucking weird. Um, I'm just going to take a bag of these tonight. Can I uh, go home? The the neighbor said he used to also play around in the trees a lot. He used to throw ropes in the trees and, like, make a hammock and lay up in there. Okay. Uh, And he would shoot the squirrels a lot. Uh, Just a fucking weird guy. So he was charged with 10 counts that included aggravated murder and rape. He was eventually found guilty and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole on January 6th of 2011. Uh, He had been able to avoid the death penalty because he had revealed where all the bodies were. Okay. And he remains incarcerated to this day. What a weirdo. I have another really sad update. Oh, shit. Okay. So... At 16, Sarah Maynard, who is like, she survived this like traumatic, very traumatic thing and went to live with her dad. The fa- Her father and stepmother were arrested for beating her on... Um, the like, fuck? Yeah. According to court records, her father punched her repeatedly in the back. And then five days later, Tracy, her stepmother, kicked her down a set of stairs. Why? What What happened? Uh, they were just um, terrible arrest- people. Apparently, yeah. they were arrested for misdemeanor domestic violence and assault charges, and a protection order was placed on Sarah, who went to live with other family members. And they are—they uh, have to stay away from her now. So, uh, yeah, that's just a Shit. really depressing update. Sweet, thanks. Um, thanks for that. That she's, like, this, like, survivor strong person, and then she goes to live with her father, who is also a terrible fucking person, I guess. Uh, Oh, there's that. I'm really glad I brought it down. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed my story. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. I just could I couldn't do super sad and I mean, this is sad, but, like... The one where it gives you graphic details about how they were murdered? Yeah, I just could not this week when I was doing my research. I just... Best way to not is to not. Exactly. Exactly. Well, good job. Um, Thank you. I've definitely heard it before. I'm trying to think of where, because I'm sure... I think Karen told it it on My Favorite Murder. Well, I'm sure, but I mean, I haven't listened to My Favorite Murder in years. No, but it's, it's like an old, old episode. Yeah, so I'm like, it feels very like fresh and first handy so i was like okay no, no. like i think it's one of the first ones i actually listened to on my favorite murder and it stuck with me and then i found it again and i was like i have to tell this in mind because i just fucking love it so much it's so weird it's so weird so fucking weird why leaves you fucking why? squirrel man why why i almost fell oh no um thank you Oh, all right. So I'm going to tell you, tell me (laughs) about the disappearance of Sophia McKenna. Okay. Um, It's relatively recent. There's no actual proven foul play, but because she's not relatively recent. 
There's yes. no information is what I thought you were going to say. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad. Let's strap in. There's there's no information and she's gone. The end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you so, really tried hard this week. <laughs> I had no ambition. Uh, <laughs> so Sophia McKenna grew up in North Stonington, Connecticut with two siblings and her mother, Michelle. Okay. Um, so her parents divorced when she was like, I think it was like middle schoolish age and in high school Sophia was diagnosed with bipolar depression um she took the divorce pretty hard and she didn't get to see her dad very often it was just kind of one of those things that she had a hard time and she was at a really tough age for it to happen okay um when she was 21 she was dating a guy named Austin Perro Cordova uh her mother said that the relationship was uh pretty abusive uh, between the two of them like he was very c- controlling and they would get physical and argue a lot but she also would get physical it seems like mom was, the mom was saying like she would fight back and it would be like a a brawl okay mm-hmm. um austin seemed to also have another girlfriend which kind of like amped up the uh a, how do you put the tension between the two of them Um, and one day, like after dating for a while, one day Sophia told her mother that she was going to meet up with this different guy and not Austin. Like she Mm -hmm. was moving on. Yeah. In a, in a sense, she was trying to move on. Um, this was also like, okay. So this was like a trigger to Austin apparently, because I guess what happened after he found out that she was meeting up with a different guy, uh, he went to her apartment and refused, she refused to let him in, obviously. He attempted to knock the door down and um, threatened her life instead, saying, saying, I'll slit your throat to her through the door as it was heard by uh, neighbors. I'm sorry. I just got a flash. This is not funny at all. But I just got a flash of the TikTok thing where it's like, open the door, you dumb whore. Or I'm gonna throw rocks through your window. <laughs> have you seen that? No. Oh my god, I have to find you one. It's a it's a Dr. Phil voiceover, and like the ones that and it's him saying it. He's reading like a text message or something. Oh, well, like so matter of fact. Yeah. Open the door. And so some pe- people go like when you go to your best friend's house unannounced, and then they mouth, open the door, you dumb whore. Or I'm gonna throw rocks through your window <laughs> seems oh legit oh my. <laughs> sorry that was total sidebar but all of a sudden that's what popped, popped into your head <laughs> so it's probably the way that i said i'll slit your throat i think that's what it was it triggered it in my head. yeah uh so it seemed like sophia started to see this other guy uh pretty regularly his name was spencer mockford i think is how you say his name okay um he was from Florida and was going to school in Connecticut at the university in town where they were. Um, it seems like they were just really close friends at first and they did. So they met at a spa that they both worked at that was in the mystic Marriott hotel in town. Um, they tried dating for a little bit, but then they ended up being like, no, we're friends. So they were, they stayed close friends, but um it just was not more than that basically is what they came to terms with 
Uh, Spencer started working on a fishing charter and would take people out fishing. Being from Florida, he had been on the water a lot in his life. And so it was one of those things he was super comfortable with. He was a really good swimmer. Like it was just a good fit, right? Yeah. So on May 27th of 2018, when she was 21, um, Spencer, I think was 20 because I think he was a year younger and Austin, I want to say, was like a year or two older than her. Okay. Um, anyway, at around 1 a.m., Sophia and Spencer decided that they were going to go to the new London Ledge Lighthouse. So it's this lighthouse that's like out on a little tiny island off of the coast. Um, and they just wanted to go on an adventure. It was said to be haunted. It's one of those that has the backstory of the lighthouse keeper, uh, his wife and kids like his wife left him and took the kids and he killed himself and now he haunts the light you know that sort of thing um so it's said to be haunted so they think that this was memorial day weekend that week or that year and they said they thought that maybe they wanted to just go on a little like ghost hunt adventure Mm -hmm. um but either way they decided to do this and i also read somewhere that uh sophia got permission from Austin to go with Spencer to this. So I don't know if they were still on and off or what was going on with that. But I hate the fact that like it was worded that way. Ew. Yeah. So they parked her car at the university campus. Um, and they used a sailboat boat from the university. They stole a sailboat from the university. Um, yeah, it didn't have a sail. It just had a mast. So they just rode it so spencer um paddled okay okay to get across this like jet of water Mm -hmm. to get to the lighthouse uh anyway so the oh i already said that i went off (laughs) i went rogue again i went rogue uh while they were on their on the water sophia used spencer's phone to post a video to his snapchat and the video was just Like, she was sitting in the back of the boat. He was sitting in the front paddling. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, a picture of him paddling, like, a video of the back of him paddling. And then it panned over to, like, the lights of the coast that they had just left and, like, Mm -hmm. around to the dark, like, like, open water area. So it was just, like, a pan of what they were doing. Um, So nothing, like, interesting really happened during it. But it's a video. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's yeah anyway so uh then at about 2 a.m so about mm, 40 ish 45 minutes after they had started out they uh spencer posted a picture of sophia in front of the no trespassing like print on the lighthouse ledge that like leads up to the house dude that sounds like a good time (laughs) i know i'm like well i'm not mad about this and in this picture she's like happy she has her tongue out and she's like ah yeah in front of the no trespassing right like it was just they were having a good time obviously nothing was like wrong at that time mm-hmm. but then the next day spencer's plans spencer had plans that he would not have missed there was like an event i couldn't figure out exactly what it was but there was an event that he would not have missed so when he didn't show up and then his friends and family tried to get a hold of him and he wasn't answering um they panicked mm-hmm. and reported him missing um and then austin 
also reached out to Sophia's mom saying that he was worried about her because he couldn't get a hold of her that morning when he was trying to call her and text her. Uh, I guess the morning that this all, like after they went out and did this, that morning, Sophia's mom, Michelle, Sophia had a younger sister who was like, I think like 10 or 10, 9, 10, somewhere in there. And she was playing on her mom's phone right away when she woke up. And so her mom hadn't even like looked at her phone Mm -hmm. Um, because then when she had gotten it back from her, she had seven missed calls after Austin had called being like, Hey, I can't get a hold of Sophia. Like, have you heard from her? Like, I don't know what's going on. She has whatever. So she picks up her phone and looks at it. She has seven missed calls from an unknown number. Um, that happened like one right after another. So like legitimately from 2.05 to 2.09 AM, there were seven missed calls. (gasps) Um, so it was five minutes after that picture was posted on Spencer's Snapchat. Um, was it Spencer's number? Yes, that's what, so, so um, Sophia's mom was like, I assumed it was Spencer's number because I knew she was with him and he doesn't have my number. I don't have his number. And that w- would be the number that, and I'm assuming Sophia called with mm-hmm. his phone because I'm the number that she remembers. So, um, but there was no voicemail left. So I don't know exactly why but there wasn't uh she called the number back and it went straight to voicemail and the message when she called was you've reached spencer's phone please leave a message you know so then she's like okay so it is spencer's phone for sure um she knew that like i said she knew sophia was the one who called her because spencer didn't have her number um something had to be wrong so she called the police she's like obviously something happened because Mm -hmm. now we can't get a hold of her or Spencer yeah and he's not answering his phone yeah exactly so the Coast Guard started their search at about 6 p.m that day um they advised Michelle because she was trying to gather people to search with her and with them like trying to see if they could find anything any sort of whatever and they advised Michelle to not because it was like bad water Mm -hmm. it was just very very choppy water yeah at the time so they're like oh we don't want other people to get hurt so let's just like we'll do we'll search the water like you guys obviously can hang on land and look around for whatever Mm -hmm. but we'll do that part um so Sophia's car was found at the parking lot in campus um with her cell phone in it so she clearly either forgot it or just chose not to bring it with her when she went Uh, but it was there so that's why she wasn't answering but it was still ringing Mm -hmm. um at about 6 30 so a half hour well give me one second I think it was a half hour after they started the search um on the 27th yeah because it would be the next day on the 27th Spencer's shirt was found tied to a cleat at the lighthouse you know the you know what a cleat is right like metal hook that you Mm -hmm. tie a boat to Um, they assumed that because it was the shirt that he was wearing in the Snapchat video, they assumed that he was using it to tie up the boat since they had taken it. They didn't have like the equipment to tie it up and stuff. Um, so they just guessed that that was why he had tied it there, Mm -hmm. uh, to dock it up on the, on the little island, you know, uh, then on the 28th. So the next day, Austin and, and his father, went on a search like an air search in a private plane so I don't know if his dad and rich (laughs) yeah I'm like I don't know if his dad was like a pilot or what it was but they they went aerial searching the coast Mm -hmm. um 
and they spotted a boat that was similar to the one that the two had taken to the lighthouse. It was laying upside down on Truman Beach, New York, um, and about eight miles east. I forget how close all these, because when I read that, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. But it's because all of these, like Connecticut and everything is just so tight right there. Um, So about eight miles east, it was flipped over and stuck there. Um, So this is where it gets kind of weird, because it's like, they say that there was too much like dust and debris and stuff on this boat for it to have gone missing only 24 hours ago. Um, like the way that it was all built up, they were like, uh, in that case, like it probably isn't them. But then it also said like they assumed it was their boat, but then they didn't take like fingerprints or like do anything mm-hmm. with the boat. Right. Um, so they took pictures and that was about it. Uh, because they didn't know exactly they didn't what even they know were looking their for. Boat. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that they're like, but why, why was everything like, so I'm sure it's just, you're on the coast. If you disappear, you most likely got washed out to sea. Mm -hmm. So everybody's kind of like, uh, as terrible as that sounds anyway. So it seemed like there was more dust and buildup than should have happened in 24 hours. Uh, the coast guard suspended their search the evening of the 28th. So about 24 hours later, because of severe weather, Mm -hmm. um, So they did pretty much told the family that they did all that they could without any sort of um, something to steer them in a certain direction. Yeah, they looked all over the area. Yeah. So once something comes up, then they will resume the search is Mm -hmm. what they had told the family. Um, And 11 days after the disappearance, Spencer's body was found by a fisherman about two and a half miles away. Um, Cause of death was drowning. So there wasn't any like blunt force. There wasn't any whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they still didn't resume the search for Sophia though, after they like found where his body had washed to. So her family was like, they thought that was weird. Cause they said, once something comes up, we will resume the search and see, you know, in right. that area. So they were not too jazzed about that. Um, there is a lot of specu- speculation that maybe someone else had been with them that night. Wasn't necessarily in the video, but that doesn't mean that they weren't there. Um, but they have no way of knowing because all of the CC video that was supposed to be taken because of the cameras that were up were just do- decoy cameras. They were dummy cameras that were to uh, make people not do things without oh, actually no. capturing them. So they have no idea. Um, so July 22nd of 2018, uh, a like finding slash what happened to Sophia Facebook page was made. And that's where they kind of like brought up all the question as to like, why did it feel like things were so rushed? Why did Austin go that far on his aerial search to try to find something that may have, you know, like just Mm -hmm. all these things that are like, is this just a happens to drown and get washed out to sea? Or was there more to it? Because it seems like I mean, Sophia, from what I read, was not a great swimmer. So if she would have fallen in the water and it was choppy water, she probably wouldn't have survived as bad as it sounds. But like Spencer was a good swimmer. And so they were like, "Mm, I feel like if he fell in at some point, he should have found himself back or done something. But here's a theory that seems to be the most prevalent. Um, It's not like foul play e i wouldn't be surprised with like the turmoil between the austin thing i think is what 
makes everybody go like was it just that yeah um I think that I think that most people are thinking that he may have either like just shown up there since she had gotten permission and he knew they were going there to like confront them being whatever I don't know but with as violent as he has been that seems to be why people aren't just leaving this as a she drowned and got washed out to sea and yeah that's the end you know so theory that is like most prevalent it's not as dark as someone came and took her Mm -hmm. or murdered her or anything but um so they left their car they paddled to the lighthouse spencer tied the boat to the um sorry to the island with his shirt right uh they took the snapchat picture on the way up to the lighthouse the boat came loose from Mm -hmm. the shirt and so spencer like jumped in after the boat because they had no other way of getting back and since they like stole the boat and whatever um so he gave her his phone to Sophia jumped in oh I just slammed my mic jumped in to catch the boat and bring it back well Spencer had just paddled all the way to the lighthouse and the water was cold because it was night right and so they think that he might have started to struggle with the water um because he was just his muscles were just exhausted at that point Mm -hmm. um and Sophia panicked so since they had stolen the boat and they were trespassing I think she like didn't want to call 911 so she like called her mom called her mom um the only number she could remember her mom's number um and when she didn't answer it because it was two o'clock in the morning and mom wasn't you know was sleeping uh, they think that maybe she kneeled down near the water to either help Spencer or maybe to, um, like throw something into him to try to like help him out or something. And she slipped, fell in, drowned, right, floated away. It sucks and it would be really sad, but it seems like the most likely because usually the simplest explanation is the right one. Yeah. I mean, to me, that sounds like because like when he said it, it was tied with a t-shirt i'm like that doesn't seem secure and no. if the water's choppy mm-hmm. you're yeah. done so like i said before it was memorial day weekend people mm-hmm. also said it's weird that nobody would have seen this because there were a lot of party boats out that night floating around um like wouldn't have seen anybody or witnessed whatever and there were also like theories of maybe somebody heard her yelling for spencer trying to get his you know, make sure he's still out there if she couldn't see him and found her, maybe whatever. They just think that it's odd because I guess that same weekend, two other like men went missing and all three of their bodies were found, but she was not found mm-hmm. because it's in this like Bay area, right? So yeah. their their bodies washed up. They found them floating in wherever, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think people are just clinging to straws i think that um, i think it was just a tragic accident yeah yeah that's my and it's really sad and she's so freaking cute christina you just hold on now i gotta show you a picture of her she's just one of those like people that i'm like god damn it you're just like naturally beautiful so here's the picture uh the snapchat picture of her next to the i don't know if you can see her oh okay of the no trespassing sign Mm mm-hmm I was like, she's just seems like such a fun, like vibrant person. So yeah. like all of the pictures that I saw of her, I'm like, 
it makes me so sad see this is why I couldn't do anything that was like terrible because even this I was like but why oh my god why they're just being young and fun like leave alone just being free but yeah that's the disappearance of Sophia McKenna that was it's intriguing yeah because I could also see like if Austin's parents are rich helping them cover it up which I mean private plane leads me to believe that they got some kind of money yeah but that's where I'm like did they like rent a private plane to fly around like hire a person or have a private you know what I'm like I don't know because those details weren't like given and Spencer's like phone records haven't been disclosed so they don't know exactly like where when and the fact that the phone wasn't left on the island because if she would have like purposely jumped in to try to help Spencer she would have like put the phone down since it was their only means of communication right um so they that's where it leads to the thinking she fell in or was pushed in or something happened where she didn't have the control of like her body to go into the water so I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't know unfortunately I think it was just like just a shitty thing that happened and I wish that it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. It's sad. Yeah. I should look at my, let's see if we have anything lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do that before we got on, but I slept instead. So <laughs> it's okay. Me too. There are many things I was going to do before we got on. And then I was just like, nope. <laughs> I did a really hard leg workout yesterday in Ralph. Cool. Yeah, it's like as soon as I like stopped moving around and I like walked to my car, my body was like, "Hey, I'm nauseous. That was a lot." Man, like, well, I was fine while I was in the gym. Ma'am, I'm gonna puke all over you. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell, nothing, no creativity in any of these creepers. Well, shit, son. Who's this? No, you fucking. Hi, did I meet you on MySpace back in the day? I two D and D. I don't know what that means, but no, you look like a frog. <laughs> so, you know what? No, I don't think so. No, I would have remembered you looking like a frog, motherfucker. Um, you got one of those faces. I don't forget. This is a very exciting ending. No, we got nothing. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, no creativity from any of these motherfuckers. I was gonna delete all my dating sites because I'm like, I just need to not yeah not get distracted by that i need to focus on me not on the d (laughs) (laughs) that's my the biscuit that's my motto now for the rest of the year focus on me not on the d focus on me not on the d (laughs) yeah hell yeah get it girl i need a t-shirt that says focus on me not on the d (laughs) yeah you do yeah you do yeah you don't yeah you do (laughs) little chicken walk to remember Hashtag. What a weird movie to constantly <laughs> I'm just, you know, of every movie, it's like, oh, yeah, a walk to remember, you know, you little chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All well, right. Well, see you later. Thanks, guys. This was a very rambly ending. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> you being here. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, follow us on the social media facebook instagram i feel like we need a tiktok probably i have a tiktok i just don't do anything i have a tiktok too and i feel like i feel like i feel like we should make a tiktok road trip video that should be our first video 
Road trip. Here we come. Here we come. To save the day. Just kidding. Okay. We're fucking done. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, guys.